0: Thank you for calling Gaywire. Your call is very important to us. Press 1 for fourth wave feminism. Press 2 for a strangely in-depth discussion about where the worms have gone. Press 3 for... You have chosen option 3. Please stay on the line.
1: hello and thank you for choosing option three you've reached gaywire where everything's at least a little bit queer i'm your host artemus peasley and my pronouns are she her you're listening to cgsr 88.5 fm in so-called edmonton on treaty six territory or region four of the metis nation on today's episode the man themselves, terence adams speaks to new musician ronald marrera who talks about the struggles of finding what they wanted to do career-wise before settling on music, as well as relationships, songwriting, and how being queer has affected his music and their relationships. Now, without further ado, let's check out that interview that Terrence Adams did with Ronald Marrera.
2: So my name is Ronald, Um, I go by Ron, and my pronouns are they, him. So I started my music career like just early on this year and I've been trying to just like really get into like making more music trying to figure out what my sound is and stuff networking and just trying to figure out who I am as a person but navigating it by like navigating through it by like making music and so the past few months has just been me like just kind of I guess fulfilling like I would, like, saying, like, dreams would be a cliche, because that's what, like, every musician says, they're like, this is my dream, but not, but I've been, like, procrastinating this, like, I guess, music career or whatever, for, like, quite some time now, and yeah, so that's just kind of what I've been doing, and, like, networking with people, like, across like Canada, like, making friends in, like, Vancouver, Toronto, with, like, musicians, producers, um, and just like trying to like be out there in the world. Um, I was supposed to have a concert, and that would have been like great, so I could like actually see people and perform live. But I couldn't because I had like COVID, and I had to um, self quarantine, so I could not do that. So yeah, but that's just what I've been doing right now.
0: Cool. So how how long have you been uh making music, like playing music in general?
2: playing music in general huh um so uh, i've okay i've been singing my entire life um my mom told me that like the reason i don't know like i think i was like three four years old when i started singing um and she said it was because when she was pregnant with me she like had like headphones on her tummy playing like celine dion and whitney houston because it's like a big thing in the philippines where i like grew up for most of like my childhood but i Yeah, and I was just like singing, but I actually didn't like sing in front of people until like, I don't know, I was like 12 years old at like a school competition, which I also won, but I was like, nervous, like, and I was really anxious that I was like shaking and my mom like took a video of like me singing it. But then yeah, I moved here to Canada and like, I didn't really start, I guess, making music or writing music until like, last year when um I, I guess I had like a spiritual awakening where I was like, I was just miserable. And I was like, something's missing in my life. And then I was like, uh, I think like, I've already known like what, what I was missing. And then it was like music, I was like, okay, I need to like pursue this. And so I like after like, two years of procrastinating about that of me just like, actually learning how to like, make music, because I've, I've had like, I've had, my garage band for like, I don't know, like four years. But I was too scared to actually like do something because all I would tell myself was like, this isn't good enough. And like, nobody's gonna listen to my music. And then so yeah, it like took me a while to actually like do music because I was just trying to get out of that rut. And then so after that, it was like, I guess it was like 2020 when I like decided that I would go to like a, a school or like a like a private tutor private lesson for like music production at resonate studio which is like here in edmonton and then that's when i started like learning more um and then i didn't make my first song until like january this year and it like happened all quickly um i don't know i think i was being persistent the spirit or whatever for like the universe, and then I was just like all of a sudden I was like in my computer, like writing songs, writing my first song, and like actually producing it. And it probably had to do with like me going through like a breakup and I, like a lot of things going on. And I was like, okay, so that's that that's my story of me making music.
0: Yeah. So so you mentioned that you were you were stuck in you were stuck in a rut where you weren't like ready to actually uh, make that music. So what exactly got you out of that?
2: Um, I think it was, um, I actually have no idea now that I think about it, cause it was, um, I got off high school and all of my friends knew exactly what they wanted to do. Like I only had, I only had two friends at the time. Um, they were my best friends and the one of my best friends wanted to be a teacher and she was already in school and my other friend wanted to be a social worker and like the problem with me is that like i like i have a lot of like skills like i i was at the time i was like a makeup artist and i was doing makeup and like i was i was very i was i was always like a creative person but um so i would just pursue whatever it's kind of like i would I was kind of like a Gemini where I could like do everything and like I was I, I don't know I was just like talented in that way but so it was like it was it was hard for me to get in that rep because I didn't know what to do and like there were so many options and my on top of that my parents were like you should be a lawyer or like you should do something where you would make money and then so I, I I did go to school I went to business school and then I was like after like a year I guess I realized that it just wasn't for me because I went into school because I was like, okay, I'm going to be a manager and work at like a makeup store, like, a, and be like a makeup manager, like a manager for like a cosmetics like line. But then when I when I was in school, I was like, I don't really like it. I was I was I was a good student, like my grades were really high, but it just didn't feel right in my soul. And I guess that's like how I got in out of that rut because I was like, okay. There's some that like I figured out what what was missing at the time, and it was definitely the music thing. So I guess that's how I got into that red. <laughs> yeah.
0: What aspects of of your life influence your your music the most?
2: My relationships, um, like romantically, because when um because when I, because I was never really the type to like be romantically involved with people um, because of like trauma and stuff like in my childhood where like i had like stress issues and like i didn't really like think that i i didn't have like any self-worth and stuff and there were a lot of things there that like when i first got into my first relationship like romantically it kind of brought into life like all of those things that was that i was like hiding and it just like inspired me to like actually like open up more and be more vulnerable, and that's how that's like my main inspiration with like the stuff that I make is mostly relationships, um, which is kind of, which is kind of annoying because I feel like everybody like writes songs about like their breakups or like their relationships and stuff, and it like sounds cliche, but um it's easier to write like songs like that where like it really hits you to the core and like you have like a lot of like experiences with it so yeah yeah and it
0: it, though though it is it is somewhat cliche to to write about relationships um writing about queer relationships is less of the norm um would you mind talking a little bit about that if if uh, queerness influences your your music
2: yeah definitely um I think my biggest inspirations with like my I guess queer music would be like Sam Smith and like Troy Sivan because they're queer I mean it took like Sam Smith to like I mean I when I first heard of him I was like yeah of course they're gay and like of is definitely gay, and it it just like it highlights that like experiences of like queer people because like we don't experience love the same way as like cis people do. Like I, what what while, while every like while all of my friends were like going on dates in high school and like in junior high and then like having like different boyfriends like every one or two years, I was just like there like just watching them like go through that that life experiences life experience that i couldn't really do or like it was like hard to reach because there weren't a lot of gay people in my school or some of them were like not out yet and it was like it even though like we've come far as a society it's so hard to like date um i mean like even like people who are like i guess our age or like people who are older it's like they still have a hard time like trying to date in like and in life and like at their own age, so it just like it just it. I think like for me, like one of the reasons was why I was making music is that there's not a lot of like queer people who does make music and like actually like brings out their stories, like there's queer relationships in the world, and especially for me, because I was like, because I'm like I'm I'm a person of color, and like I grew up in the Philippines and like that my country like Philippines is like 98% like like um, Christians and like 95% Catholics and the rest are like some other type of Christians and so like having like gay relationships there was not really like something that you would be like comfortable to have or like they would allow you to be to be having so it was like, definitely, definitely hard. And like, it took like, even when I moved here, I moved here to Canada when I was 15. And like, it took me a while to actually like go out there and try to, try to experience like the queer, like life and stuff. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> how how do you want your listeners to, to feel when they, when they hear your
2: music? I want them to feel like happy. Um, Cause I know like most of my song, well, my first song is like sad, cause it was like a breakup song, and then my second song, call me, was also like um about like my ex boyfriend like taking me for granted, and the, like the theme of like sadness with like relationships. And I know that like I they're like sad songs, but I think like by listening to it, I want them to feel like it's okay. It's okay to like cry and like you know like be immersed in like that experience of like my music and like experience all your emotions that that's like locked in there and that you've been hiding because like and you should be happy about it that you're like finally like ex- like releasing all those like emotions like inside of you because yeah not, not a lot of people talk about it like enough that like crying is okay and like it's okay to like be sad sometimes like i know that I know like because of like how we how we like how we like go to school and stuff where we're always busy we're doing something like earlier in life or like in adulthood you're like working all the time you're doing something all the time you're always busy and you never like face those emotions but like with music like you can listen to it like anytime and like it like helps you it's very therapeutic like basically so I want them to feel that way that like it's okay like be happy like it's okay to like experience what you're Experiencing right now when you listen to my music and like just accept it. It's basically just that, yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, it's like a little little pocket of self love there.
2: Yeah, it's almost like um, like I, it's almost like I'm like a therapist, and I'm just like just <laughs> listen to my song, and then just like, just like, whatever themes in your life that like, like I guess coincides with my music, like. And if it helps you in any way, just, like, accept it and, like, just experience whatever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so going into a little more detail with your songs, so uh, you have one that's coming out very soon and will be out uh, by the time this interview is aired. Um, So would you like to talk a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so my next song is called One Step. Um, I wasn't really planning on releasing it until like later on because I've I've been working on like, I guess an EP, but I don't know, like there's just so much stuff with like the music industry and how you should actually make music because like my music, they don't sound all the same kind of it's like my like my first song is like a synth pop song and the other one's like a disco song and this one is more like like one step is more of like a commercial kind of like sound but like so like synthy and like it's so me but but yeah i wasn't planning on releasing it because i was working on my ep but when i posted about it on tiktok um i guess like my tiktok blew up um and a lot of people were loving it. And then I was just like, I think this is like the right time for me to release it. Um, I'm just not gonna wait. And I just like follow, followed my intuition. So I am releasing that. Um, and it's also like the first song that I didn't write because um, it was written by my producer and also like my producer teacher, like Connor. Um, I went to the studio I've been, and I've, I've, I have like like in my EP I have like six songs and like five of them like I written I wrote by myself where I had like uh co-writers um and collaborators but this song is the only song that I did not write and I just came into the studio one day and he like wrote it within like 30 minutes and I guess it maybe it had to do with like all the stories I was telling him about like my relationships and stuff and he was like I wrote this song about you and it's like I think it would fit in your like EP album and stuff. And I was like, I listened to it. And then I was like, Okay, sure, I'll, I'll take it from you because he was giving it to me. And I was like, this is great. And then so uh, I took it from him. And then I recorded the vocals right away. And then, um yeah, and then like, it was just like some basic like guitar and like some synth and then like, we worked on it like a couple of weeks after I was like, adding stuff what I wanted to the song and it's like completely different because like the the original demo was also like um two keys like lower than the version that I'm releasing now so yeah like it's it's gonna be a great song I think to like um to go into the fall season because like everyone was like happy and like now that like we're going through like another like quarantine and stuff and like the COVID situation where everyone's gonna like again, um, I think like this song one step is just gonna be like, like really hopeful, it's like a really hopeful music. And it talks about just like being carefree, and not caring about whatever is happening right now. And just staying in the present moment, and like just appreciating things. So yeah, that's, that's one step. <laughs>
0: Awesome, so we've got One Step and we also have Call Me, which is the song, your second song? Yeah,
2: my second song, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um. so could you tell us a little bit about
2: that song? Call Me, oh my God, uh, that's a really fun song. I like produced everything by myself when I wrote it and um, it happened like, I think it was like February or March, I like got back with like my, my first ex-partner and um, we tried, it's been like we've been going on about it for like two years because they moved to Montreal and um, they visited um, Edmonton like around that time, like late January, early February and like we got a chance to actually like kind of have some closure with whatever happened like the year before. And so it was like we like before they left to Montreal, like everything was fine. Like we were in good terms again. We were talking every day, like because we still really loved each other at the time. And like everything was fine for like a month and a half. And then after that, things started going weird again. And I just like felt so stupid because I was like, I've been going at this for like more than like almost two years of just like taking them back and like all the time, and like just being like stupid, like. Um, and then so I was just like in my head, I was just like, yeah, like you, you like you're taking me for granted, and then like, I like the the words like you call you always call me every time was just kind of like um like a metaphor or, or about like how. Uh, I'm not sure if metaphor is the right word, but it's it was about how I was feeling where like. I'm I'm always there when they need me and like I'm always there to like have like my arms like wide open for them um, to come to me and like just be there for them but when it's like my turn like like it's like it's never the same way I never get like the the same type of like affection and like treatment and then so it it just kept on like looping and I was like angry and sad and I was just like yeah you always call me every time and then but I also wanted like, but I was also listening to a lot of like um, disco songs, like Jesse Ware's Spotlight album, like the Kyle Minogue like um, this uh, Magic uh, album. Um, and then um, Dua, Lipa's Physi- uh, Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia. So I was listening to a lot of like 80s, like inspired music and also um, I forgot her name, Robin. I was listening to Robin, all of like all those four amazing musicians. And I was just like, I wanted to have like a retro like themed song. And so um, I like started to work on my, on my digital audio workstation. And then I was just like put in a bunch of chords um, because I was playing it in my guitar and I only had two chords. It was like an F major and a C major seven. And I would just like play it like back and forth and then yeah like and then I just I wrote it in like five minutes or less than that because it was like an easy song it was just like a chorus and two verses and then yeah and, the, and then like I finished it in within like a week like the entire production um and then yeah I, it, it was a good song because it was basically kind of like a f- to like my first like partner because I was like no, uh, like I'm over you, like I'm done this now, and like um, I think I was like ready to move on. So yeah, that's what Call Me is about.
0: So did you, did you learn anything about yourself while you were uh, making the song in the process?
2: Yeah, definitely, um, cause like when you, okay, like career relationships, like your first, I guess love, cause he was the first person that I, I guess love, like they were the first person that I love. Like it's like, it's very, they always like come back to you or like, you always like feel like they're the perfect one. And like they're, cause they're your first love. And so I really realized that like this, that my friends were right all this time. Cause I was choosing not to like listen. I mean, the red flags were there, but when I, when I finished that song, I was like, just thinking about how it was like, I should have like listened to my friends and I should have just instead of me making excuses for like a person for that person who were who never showed up for me um I should just like you know like take like like whenever I see the first red flag I should just like like move on and just like not pursue it and just not always come back to that person all the time and like you know like I I guess I've always been like uh like a forgiving person or like the person who gives like Second chances, but it was more than second chances. I think there were like six chances that I gave that person. And I was like, yeah, I should have listened to myself and my friends. So that's what I like discovered, like about me when I made that song. It's just like sometimes some I care too much about people that I like. I I put on that role of becoming like the fixer and like, I guess, like the savior and stuff. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a very therapeutic process.
2: Yeah, it was. And I, yeah, I, th- and I think, like, being on therapy a lot, like, w- was definitely a big help, like, with, like, me making that music, because, like, I was always talking about, like, my ex-partner, and then, uh, like, uncovering things that um I didn't realize before. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so you you mentioned that you've gotten some support on on TikTok. Um, what what has that been like?
2: It's been crazy. I mean, like I when I released um, when I released like my second song, Call Me. I was like I had a, a lot of expectations because like it it's such a good song and it was like way significantly way better than my first song and there were only like two months in between the production process of those two songs and it didn't really get the same recognition as like my first song or like um a lot of streams because like when you're an independent artist you're you get too caught up with like streams and like people listening to your music because you want to make a living out of it and stuff and like i was definitely like in a rut but then when i when i posted like a snippet of like my upcoming single like one step um I didn't realize that like people actually would listen to my music and also like that there were a lot of like queer people queer musicians uh queer people in like Alberta who enjoy like who enjoys listening to my music because like the hashtags that I had for my for my for my TikToks were like queer musicians and like um canadian musicians alberta music like musicians and like in alberta and stuff like that and and like i and have like i've become friends with like so many like queer people in from alberta mostly edmonton and like um calgary and like it's crazy because like i've i didn't even know there were a lot of like queer people in like alberta like because like even when I was single, like I would go to like Tinder, or, like the other apps and like, there weren't a lot of people there or, cause yeah, there weren't a lot of people. So I didn't really know that there were a lot of people to be friends with um, who were like queer and stuff. So it's been crazy because like, not only did I find, find people who would listen to my music, like I found like people like me, like people like person of color who were, who were also queer, that also lives in like Alberta, and so yeah it's like it's surreal it's surreal <laughs> yeah yeah
0: that sounds like a really really great really great experience um so what about future plans
2: my future plans um definitely finishing my ap um i have i still need to finish like a couple of songs like like in their final stages, but with like everything that's been going on with my life, I just haven't had enough time. And also like, I guess I've been so busy with like, making music that I haven't had a lot of like experiences that like life experiences to like write more about. And so my plan is just to like finish my album, take a rest and then improve my music. Um, Definitely like do like a live concert. So I've been like, um, reaching out to some people and like people reaching out to me about like future like um, live gigs, uh, live shows. But right now it's kind of like difficult to plan because like you because of like where we're at, especially in Alberta and like the fourth wave of the pandemic. um, I don't know what's going to happen. so. I'm just gonna wait it out and see, but I definitely would want to have like live shows so I can um, sing in front of people, um, and probably future collaborations with other like career musicians.
0: Yeah, that sounds awesome, and I can't wait for that to happen. Um, so we're we're pretty close to wrapping up uh, now. So. Um, as you are a fairly new artist, what would you say to people who may be on the fence about whether or not to check out your music?
2: To my music? Well, I mean, if you would, if you would want to support a career musician like me, who's also a person of colour, and a really fun person, um, and you're all, and you've, um, you've had bad experiences with your relationship, especially queer ones, um, I think you should listen to my music because it would relate to you and yeah and I like to treat people like my friends and I and it's not just about them listening to my music it's about me like actually creating meaningful connections with people and not just like them like me treating them like my fans it's like more than that to me and that's what I've kind of been realizing is that like it's really important to actually like get to know people who like listen to you because the only reason why they're listening to you is that like they they've had the same experiences like me. And so, yeah, if you would want to if you'd like to know more about me and why you should listen to me, I mean, follow me on TikTok or just check out my TikTok. Um, it's Ronald Moreira. Um, so yeah and you'll get to know who i am as a person
0: yeah um thank you so very much for taking the time to speak with me today ron um you. do you have any last thoughts and or um social media you'd like to shout out
2: um all of my social media handles are my full name um, my artist name which is ronald and then Moretta, which is m-o-r-r-e-r-a um Yeah, that's all my social media handles. Um, I would like to tell everyone to please get vaccinated so we can all go back to normal soon. Um, Please wear your mask um, and please be kind to people, especially healthcare workers. Um, I was on the phone the other day calling 811 and then she was crying in happiness because I was telling her how like she's doing a great job. Um, So yeah, if you have like a time, if you see someone struggling or like you see like a healthcare worker like walking pass the street just like say thank you to them and just like be kind to people and yeah that's my message
1: (laughs) that was ronald marrera being interviewed by terrence adams speaking on relationships queer love, songwriting, and figuring out your life and finding yourself. You can check out their music under Ronald Merera, check out their social medias at Ronald Merera, that's Marrera spelled M-O-R-R-E-R-A, and check out their new song, One Step.
3: Hello, and welcome to the first installment of Homotextuals. I'm your host, Shanil Renasinga, a part of the Gay Wire team here on CJSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton, situated on Treaty 6 territory. On this episode, I will be discussing queer books that end happily. Very often in media, queer stories are depicted tragically, centered around rejection, death, and unrequited love. Recently... There has been an influx of more complex narratives, including ones where we don't die at the end. First disclaimer I am a cisgendered, gay, ace man of color. I have a limited perspective based on my experiences. Thus, I can only authentically review books that are close to my experiences. Second disclaimer. I will frequently refer to the LGBTQ plus community using the word queer as a catch-all term. I'm aware that there are connotations with the word being used as a slur in the past. So if this is offensive or triggering for you, you have been warned. With that out of the way, let us begin. First is, If I Was Your Girl by Meredith Russo. Amanda Hadry is a new girl at school. All she wants to do is blend in and get through high school as unscathed as possible. Relatable. Then a boy named Grant takes notice of her, and she begins to consider blending in might not be what she really wants. She might want what many of us do, to be seen, to live, to love. This book reminded me a lot of the books I used to read in high school, in a good way. The experiences were easily recognized by many girls my age sometimes almost tragically so. I hope that any younger readers who who share a similar identity to Amanda will enjoy this novel. This book contains a character or characters who are trans. Trigger warnings include assault, attempted rape, homophobia, transphobia, including slurs and enforced outing, talk of suicide, and bullying. Next, we have Red, White, and Royal Blue by Alex McQuiston. Alex, first son of the United States, has disliked Henry, Prince of Wales, for as long as he can remember, and the dislike is mutual. Sadly, the two managed to cause an international incident in front of the entire Western world. The solution? Play up their friendship to distract the paparazzi. What happens when a fake friendship becomes real? happens when a real friendship becomes more. This book has given me all the feels many times over, but the story and the romance of this book are too good not to talk about, so please give it a read if you haven't already. This book contains a character or characters who are bisexual and or gay. Trigger warnings include depression, suicide, drugs, sexual abuse, homophobia, biphobia, including a forced outing, Family Death Reference.
1: And that is all the time we have for today. Gay Wire is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton, On Treaty 6 territory, we acknowledge all the many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit whose footsteps have marked these lands for centuries, including, but not limited to, the Cree, Soto, Blackfoot, Métis, Dene, and Nakota Sioux. We recognize that colonialism is an ongoing and active violence and encourage you to reflect on your own relationship to colonialism and what accountability and growth look like for you and your communities. Give what you can and learn even more. Today's show was produced by Shana Giles, Joe Victor Krieger, Asha Linda, Terrence Adams, Shanil Ranasinghe, Jean-Viev Aslan, and myself, Artemis Peasley. Follow Gaywire on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. You can find us online at gaywire.transistor.fm, and on Facebook and Twitter at gaywire, and on Instagram and TikTok at gaywirecjsr. Let us know what you think of the show, hit up the DM sometime, or if you'd rather be fancy, you can email us and You never know, you might just get to be a part of the show. Our artwork is done by Travis Erickson, and our original music is by Doug Hoyer and Catherine Hiltz. Until next week, keep it breezy, and...
0: Please stay on the line. Your call is very important to us. Please listen carefully as our